Oh man, I had to do it. You know I had to do it. <laughs> Hated to love it, y'all. The underdogs are on top right now. The momentum is with Miami. There's no other way to look at it. Jimmy Buckets. Giving y'all a 30-point triple-double in game five. Much love to LeBron with his 40-point damn near triple-double. Beautiful outing. He deserves flowers as well. But Jimmy Buckets and the Miami Heat come out with the victory. And honestly, guys, I'm going to be for real. I think we got to put some respect on his name. I really think it's time. Jimmy is now top 10. He's top 10 and there's no way around. Before I get started with that, I should have started. I should have left with this. This is the Free State of Mind, episode 11. I am your annoying host, Freeman William Hudgens. Jimmy Butler, top 10 player in the NBA. And I'm quoted as saying that I didn't think that he was a big enough superstar to be the lone guy on a championship caliber team. I didn't think that he was good enough for that. I really didn't believe it. He's making me eat my words, bro. I have no problem with that. This man has balled out something crazy. He played all but 48 seconds in game five. Give this man this applause. Give him those applause. He earned it. Send flowers. Send flowers. This man... He's given us a 40 triple dub. He's given us a 30 triple dub. Even when Bam Adebayo wasn't playing his best, Goran Dragic, the team's leading scorer, hasn't been in this series at all, really. Still out with an injury. Jimmy has just picked up the lunch pail and went to work. And you can see it in him in game five when he, he gets fouled down the stretch and he's leaning over whatever the fuck that was and he's just he he looks done but he puts together an amazing performance from the free throw line what was he what he hit all 14 of his free throws or he missed one i know he took 14 of them this crazy it takes a lot of energy to get to the rack absorb contact and finish or not just to get whacked by you know players much bigger than him but he kept it going. And he deserves it, man. He he deserves all the praise that I'm giving him, all the praise that everybody else is giving him. You know, I really don't know what else I can say about this guy. He... I've never... I don't think we've ever seen one player vault himself into top 10... Maybe if he wins this, he's a top five player. That's a big if. But just off of the merits that he that, that he has come up with now, 
what he has earned himself now from his work, which has been his whole thing. Work has everything he's hung his hat on. Fruits of his labor allow him to be top 10. And it's crazy. All right, we're going to stop. We're going to stop sucking this nigga. Let's just keep it real and let's move on. LeBron did the right thing. He did. Down the stretch, we, you know, triple, damn near quadruple team on LeBron. This is really to decide the game. If the Lakers score here, it's probably over. There's only two seconds left. Maybe more if they get the first shot. If LeBron takes that layup and it actually goes in, there's more time on the clock. I don't think the Heat would have been able to answer that, though. But should he have taken that shot? No. I don't think he should have. And that's always been the narrative on LeBron James that he's too unselfish. He's so unselfish to the point that we think that he's scared of the moment. But my whole problem has always been, what are, can we pick and choose what we're going to label LeBron as? Can we finally pick what it is? When he had the decision and he basically clowned Cleveland and chose to heat over him in such a public display, just basically becoming the villain overnight. We called him selfish. We called him all that. We called him he wasn't strong enough to lead a team. And now he's led every team that he's been on since damn near to the finals or to the finals. So we got to figure out what we're going to call this man. We're going to call him selfish or we're going to call him unselfish. Are we going to call him scared or are we going to call the guy who's won, who's, I'm pretty sure he's undefeated in game sevens. Are we going to call him scared of the moment? That makes no sense. Game seven, LeBron is a beast that nobody wants any part of. And as you know, last time I checked game seven is the most clutch affair for anybody. In any sport where there's a game clincher and it's the last chance, it's, go, it's win or go home for both clubs, and he's the guy who's always winning it, you got to show respect. I'm going to open my beer on that. Put some respect on Jimmy's name. Put some respect on LeBron's name. I may be rooting against LeBron here. I'm still a fan. I just don't like that he's wearing a fucking Lakers jersey. Um, I'm still going to show respect to him. We going to drink to that. Now on to the Lakers shortcomings. LeBron passes to an open Danny Green out of a quadruple team. And obviously, like I just said, that was a smart move. It didn't work out. Danny Green damn near airballs his shot. Obviously, he was scared at a moment. Obviously, all the memes have gotten in his head. He hears all the chatter, all the Twitter bullshit, all of that. It's in his head. And it's crazy because Danny Green hit a three to put them ahead down the stretch in the fourth. We just will never talk about it outside of this. I I haven't heard anybody else mention it. Nobody else talks about it because he missed the one that mattered. But at that time, that was the shot that mattered. I was like, shit, the Lakers are ahead. This might be it. They're going to start rolling. Not the case. He missed the open three. 
they get the rebound. Markeith uh, Morris, I I know what he was trying to do. I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to get that ball to AD. And honestly, I think AD had Bam out of bio dead to rights. Either he was going to foul or this bucket was going to go in. That's how it was going to roll. So I don't necessarily disagree with anything that anybody did. You just obviously don't like the outcome. But me rooting for Jimmy and the Heat, I, I did like the outcome. Um, there were other shortcomings that we need to talk about the Lakers. Primarily, I think it's time that AD is the only big man out there for the Lakers. Having Dwight Howard out there does nothing for this Lakers team. You can make a case for other guys having, you know, good moments out there. The best Dwight Howard moment so far in, the, in these finals is him almost getting uh, Butler in trouble and maybe ejected in the, in, in the beginning of game five. That's his best moment. And he really just made himself look like a fucking clown. So I'm used to, I'm used to Dwight looking like a clown, but I don't, I don't necessarily think that he should have any minutes. I just, maybe I'm hating. Maybe I'm hating. But what is the point of him being out there? The Heat obviously goes smaller. So like I've been saying for the Lakers, which they did in the Rockets series, going smaller, it's fine. Because AD can switch very well. He can move guard-like many times. Many times in the finals, uh, in the playoffs in general, this man has moved like a guard on defense as far as switching is concerned. They've even put him on Jimmy Butler in game four, and it worked amazing. You remember, I was singing his defensive praises. But, hey, that leads us to something else that's very important. Uh, is AD okay? Because I can talk all this stuff about saying, yo, I want AD to play the only big man position. Him versus Bam will be fine. He can switch if need be. It'll be fine. Uh, what if, hear me out, what if this nigga's actually not okay? I can easily see information coming out after these finals are over, no matter who wins or loses, that they're like, yeah, that injury that AD had was actually a little more serious than we wanted to lead on. But we needed him to play because no, no fucking duh. Um, if that's the case, if he's actually hurt, I got this going to seven. Cause the defense AD displayed against Jimmy wasn't there anymore after he got hurt in game five. And I believe that's why Jimmy had the 30 point triple dub like he did and why they could afford that bam out of bio was really having a negative game. I don't know what his plus minus was in that, but it couldn't have been positive. I felt like the team was a little worse when he was out there. Sure, they were bigger, and that's always a plus, but as far as what he was doing on the court, I don't see it as such. I hope he's okay, because I'm liking this battle, but man, the Jimmy Butler fan in me is a little bit like, eh, maybe you should stay hobbled for a little bit. But Jimmy hurt his ankle 
in the beginning of the series as well. So I'm assuming he's not going to be 100% for this game. If they had a three-day weekend, I think he would be fine. But, you know, having a practice and then going straight into, you know, a game on Sunday night after we just had a game on Friday night, I don't think he's going to be 100%. But let's hope because in the sake of good sportsmanship and beautiful finals basketball, I would like for everybody to be healthy. But, hey, Lakers are down their leading scorer. So, uh, maybe this is fair. Get well soon, Goran Dragic, if, if at all. Uh, should I even, should I even go into that? Nah, I, you know, I covered the Lakers enough. Who I think should replace Dwight Howard in the uh, starting lineup if AD's fine and they start him at the five. I hate to say it. I really hate to say it. But I think Kyle Kuzma. For hype purposes. And he hasn't been terrible in the finals. He hasn't been great. He's been okay. I thought he would have been a lot worse. I thought we would have got more of him throwing the ball out of bounds, trying to do the Magic Johnson hee-hee, but no. So I, I'll give him some credit. I think he should be out there. I think as far as matchups are concerned defensively, he can be well. Uh, he can match up well against guys. He's played good defense in the finals. He has gotten better at defense, so I'll give him his credit. Uh, he's still, what, a 32% three-point shooter? Eh, I don't really like that. Got to get those numbers up. But as far as defense, I think it works. And he won't commit those crazy, stupid fouls that uh, Dwight Howard does. Where I'm like, okay, get the fuck out of here. Ah. Okay. Now on to the heat. Duncan Robinson. You deserve flowers as well. You deserve applause. Yeah! Give that man his applause. That white boy can hoop. Did you see? Uh, have you seen his points go up per game? Like, every game he's scoring more points. He has zero in game one, and Eric Spoelstra's just like, fucking shoot. And then I think he has seven, then he went up to nine, then he was in the, the teens, and now he's scoring, what, 26 points? Something like that? It's amazing. We finally got the Duncan Robinson game that we've been waiting for. But will we get the Tyler Harrow game? I was thinking about that as soon as the game was over. I was like, that's like Duncan Robinson really put his name out there with this one. I got this is his game. You know, all the props to Jimmy, of course, but your role players are what keep you alive in the finals. Uh there was a lack of that on the Lakers side, and you definitely saw it on Miami side with 26 from Duncan Robinson. So that's why they won that. Um, is Tyler Hero next? You know, he's still scoring in the you know teens and shit, and that's nice, but can we have a game where he goes off? I really feel like he needs Goran Dragic to go off. Like the way he go like attacks inside, opens that drive and kick. For, uh, for Harrow, and Bam, when he creates for Harrow, it helps. But, you know, Bam's not really playing so well, and, you know, Dragic isn't playing at all. So I feel like that's hindered him a little bit. But still, I need to see that game from him. 
and I hope it's tonight. Uh, who else can I give credit to? Yo, know, Demar Carroll. There's not a lot I can say about him that's positive. I like that he's still just firing away. The shot hasn't hit like it did in the Boston series and beforehand, which he was shooting great in the bubble. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, this guy's shooting really well. I, I didn't think he would shoot this well. Now we're sitting here and it's sort of a drought, but he's still firing away, keeping them honest. And I can tell right away that he's breaking because I'm like, this is there's not enough arc on this shit at all. A lot of power, not enough arc. But I'm gonna give him his props. He's keeping them honest and that's very necessary. Bam needs to step it up, but I've already talked about that. Outside of that, I don't feel like there's much I really need to say about this Heat team. They're playing as a unit. They're playing like they're playing like the leader. They're all dogs, and it's perfect. I really wish Goran Dragic was healthy, and I wish AD. I, I hope he is healthy. Uh, I just want to see these two teams 100% going at each other. But you know, it was sort of fair in Game Five. I'm hoping we get a fair Game Six where it's just crunch time battling, and the stars are now shining like they're supposed to down the stretch of a of a playoff or a finals game you just got you pay to see these guys i love role players they keep you in the game but when it's three minutes left it's star time this man is mean that's what i need but moving on i got this uh i was watching I was watching bill simmons uh his little podcast and he did a bracket. Uh, what was it? It was all the finals winners. He made like a bracket of like eight guys, uh, eight guys, eight teams, and pitted them against each other. So I said, yo, that's really cool. But it was kind of lame because I knew the 2017 Warriors were going to win. It's Kevin Durant and Steph Curry is Clay Thompson. It's so telling how good that team is that you can pit them against like the 2001 Lakers and you're like, yeah, they're going to win that shit. So I figured I'd do this. I would do the swept. I, I wanted to call it the swept playoff bracket. If you were a gentleman swept or you was, or if you were swept outright, you were in this tournament, eight teams, and let's list them all. Uh, at the one seed, we have the 2004 Lakers who were gentlemen swept by the Detroit Pistons. Uh, at the number two seed on the other side of the bracket, we have the 2014 Miami Heat, who were gentlemen swept by the San Antonio Spurs. That one hurt me. Uh, at the three seed, we have the 2017 Cavs, who were gentlemen swept by who other? The Golden State Warriors. Uh, at the four, the 2012 Oklahoma City Thunder, gentlemen swept by the Miami Heat. At the five spot, we have the 2007 Cavs who were swept by the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> uh, at the sixth spot, we have my Philadelphia 76ers, the 2001 76ers with MVP Allen Iverson holding it down at the sixth spot. Uh, at number seven, we have the 2009 Orlando Magic who were Gentlemen swept by the Los Angeles Lakers. That one hurt too because I just don't like the Lakers and I really want the Magic to take it to them. Much like the Heat are to this Lakers team. Uh, 
at the final spot, the number eight spot, we have the 2002 New Jersey Nets, led by none other than Jason Kidd. This was my first favorite team. Uh, Jason Kidd was my first favorite player. You would think it would be Allen Iverson. No, but big fan of his game. Got his picture up in the podcast room. But Jason Kidd, I, I love assists. I loved it. I don't like him beating his wife, though. That was not cool. Uh, moving on. <laughs> First matchup. We had the 2004 Lakers holding it down to number one seed versus 2002 Nets. I find that very ironic because the Nets <laughs> were gentlemen swept, or I believe they were outright swept, by the 2002 Lakers. So this is an easy one. I'm going to go with the 2004 Lakers here. This is the team that had Karl Malone and uh, what was left of Gary Payton. Uh, you know, all chemistry aside, I don't think it matters. And that's what those Lakers teams really, really prove. The chemistry might not have been good, which you're lacking the basketball secret there. But the talent is generational. You have Kobe to Bean Bryant and Shaquille. So many nicknames, O'Neal. What... What are you really going to do? And then you had a mailman who everybody's healthy and these uh, make-believe matchups, so they'll be fine. Easily going to go 2004 Lakers over the Nets. Sorry, Nets. I still love that team, but hey, sorry, Scalabrini. You're eliminated from the playoffs. Um, 2014 Heat is the other side of the bracket. 2014 Heat, the number two seed. Versus 2009 Orlando Magic. Okay, so this is prime Dwight Howard. This is, I believe, three-time defensive player of the year. Dwight Howard. Uh, going against, what, Birdman Anderson on the Heat? Chris Bosh is not really going to be, I don't know, on the inside, it's not going to help much. You can maybe get Dwight away, but Rashard Lewis is probably going to be on him. Uh, which I like that matchup. Two frail, tall niggas who like to launch threes, even though Rashard Lewis's contract really fucked up the NBA. Uh, thanks for the lockout. Got LeBron a ring there. This is this is perfect LeBron. Like, you want to talk Drag Z would sell, semi-perfect sell. That's 2007 LeBron. Uh, perfect LeBron is 2013-2014 LeBron. And I don't know who's going to bang with him on the Magic. I really don't know. Uh, Dwight Howard. Nobody can really bang with him. But then you have Dwayne Wade on his last knees. You have Chris Bosh doing his thing. Ah, you have Ray Allen as well. Shane Battier, I believe. Or did he retire? I think he might have retired at this point. Either way, I'm going with this Heat team. I like the Magic. Kicking it out to shoot it, keeping a bunch of shooters around. Dwight Howard is very smart. But I really got to go with perfect LeBron here. Uh, the reason the Spurs just gentlemen swept them like that. Team basketball. And I, I like that the Magic play as a unit. I just don't think that unit is as good as that Spurs crew. So I'm going to go 2014 Miami Heat. Uh, who do we have? We have the 2017 Cavs, LeBron again, uh, versus the 2001 76ers. This one hurts. 
But here's the thing. This will be a fun matchup to watch. You have Kyrie Irving versus Allen Iverson. Hey, the Sixers are going to lose this series, but I would love to watch that matchup. Would you not? Kyrie Irving versus uh, versus Allen Iverson. The handle's outrageous. I got drink and fantasize on that one. That would be amazing to watch. Just who's going to guard LeBron with Aaron McKee? Who, who's doing? There's a lot of defense on that Sixers team. I just don't think they're guarding. And what, what do they do about Kevin Love? Because there wasn't – there's nothing they can do about that. I'm going Cavs, but, man, that would be interesting to watch. Uh, and then we got the 5-4 and four matchup. Well, 4-5 and five matchup. The 2012 Thunder – Versus the 2007 Cavs. Now, the Cavs got this fifth seed because I'm like, yo, you have a future three-time, four-time MVP on your team. So, I'm going to have to put you at the five, put other teams at six, seven, and eight because they just didn't have somebody that decorated. Here's the thing. It's a massacre. It's a massacre. Kevin Durant, wasn't he a rookie when this happened? Like, when when LeBron went to the finals the first time? Wasn't he a rookie or he's about to be? This is, this is hilarious to watch this matchup. Because this is both... This is the first time that Durant, would, uh, Durant was in the finals. And it was the first time LeBron was in the finals. And they both lost to the guy that they would eventually beat in the finals. LeBron beat the Thunder. Obviously, Kevin Durant goes to the Warriors, beats LeBron two times. Uh, LeBron lost to Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan comes out to him and tells him, yo, you're going to run this league someday. Same thing LeBron did to Durant. Uh, And LeBron went on to beat Duncan with Ray Allen's help, of course. But comparing the teams is very easy. You have... Three future MVPs on that team. I don't know who the sixth man was on the Cavs. Uh, Mo Williams had to start. I can't remember. I, it's just not It's not even close. You have James Harden coming off the bench. You have Durant and Westbrook. Not, not None of those three guys realized their powers yet, but we all saw it. We all saw it. It's just not even close. I don't know what Larry Hughes is going to do in this matchup. I don't know what Mo Williams is going to do against Westbrook. Watching young LeBron and young Durant battle each other is going to be very fun. But I'm going to go with the three ball and the better team. And I'm going to go with the Thunder on that. So the next round would be what we have. We have the 2004 Lakers as the one seed going against the 2017 Cavs. This is a fun matchup. So, I would get cute if I was the Cavs on this. I would play I would play Kevin Love at the 5. Now, he's gonna get bullied. He's gonna get bullied against Shaq. Every every center in this bracket, maybe not Dwight is gonna get bullied. But he's still not going to win that matchup. He's eliminated anyway. Uh, Play Kevin Love 
at the five, you're going to lose a lot of points on the inside, but you can keep Shaq away from the basket. If you keep Kevin Love in these corners or at the wing shooting threes, if they're going to give those up, I, threes beat twos all the time. I'm not a mathematician, but I understand that much. Uh, if we can get Shaq away from the basket, this will work out. LeBron James has championship knowledge. He has two rings at this point going against Kobe, young Kobe, who has three rings, but he doesn't have the knowledge quite yet. He doesn't have those two that he won without Shaq, so he doesn't quite understand it all yet, what it's like to be a team. And this is the 2014 that has a lot of chemistry issues. And it is crazy that the 2017 Cavs would lose Kyrie Irving in that summer. But for the sake of for the sake of arguments, let's just say everything is okay. Because they haven't lost to the Warriors yet. So 2017 Cavs versus 2004 Lakers. I'm going to put wise LeBron on Kobe because duh. I'm going to put Kevin Love on Shaq. Shaq is going to destroy Kevin Love, but we can keep him away from the basket. Uh, I'm not worried about old Carmelo. Malone. Really not worried too much about that. If they want to put Carmelo Malone on uh, Kevin Love and keep him away from the basket, okay. But what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving? Are you going to put Kobe on him? I like that matchup. They're, his defense versus Kyrie's handles, fantastic. But now, who's guarding LeBron? This is chess, not checkers, guys. I got to go with the 2017 Cavs as third seed beating the 2004 Lakers. Uh, next matchup, it would be the 2014 Heat, the number two seed, versus the fourth seed, the 2012 Thunder. This one's pretty easy. And I'm kind of disappointed in that. Because the 2012 Heat beat the 2012 Thunder. And this 2014 Heat team, I think, is better than that Thunder team. Like, by a lot. Because they're better. That, that Heat team, that 2014 Heat team, is better than that 2012 Heat team. So I'm, I'm going to go with these guys. These guys have Ray Allen. Uh, I think it would be very interesting to watch again. But I've already seen it happen. This is an older, wiser LeBron. He now has two rings versus the no rings he had when he played this 2012 Thunder team. Uh, it's a lot easier this time. I'm going with a sweep there. I haven't predicted who would win, like how they would win the series in any other round, but I'm going to go with a sweep there. Now, the final round would be LeBron versus LeBron. <laughs> 2017 Cavs as third seed going against the number two seed, 2014 Heat. This is what 2K is for. This is tough. So LeBron's guarding LeBron. It's easy. Dwayne Wade's knees are going. They're going in 2014. Kyrie has a ring. He's hungry. He's been in big moments already. I'm gonna assume he gets the better of Dwayne Wade in this. Chris Bosh versus Kevin uh, Kevin Love. Ooh, the battle of the LeBron third wills. Kevin Love had a rougher time being the third will. He didn't adjust to it as well as Chris Bosh did. Chris Bosh seemed to just fit in. 
And I remember LeBron saying something about that, to, uh, about Kevin Love. Stop trying so hard to stand out and just fit in. Something along the lines of that. Ah, got Ray Allen on that Heat team. I believe Shane Batty is still there. I'm not sure. Maybe he retired. He probably retired. I think he retired. Um, oof. I don't know. This is LeBron with three rings. He really has it all. It's the LeBron we know now who's more cerebral. But this Miami LeBron is younger and he's closer to perfect LeBron. I really don't know who will win that one. That's a tough one. I'm going to go with the 2014 Heat because. No, no, no. I'm going to go with the 2017 Cavs. Because Wade's ankles and knees are just nowhere near as good as they need to be to handle a Kyrie Irving. That duel would be magnificent, but in a seven-game series, I think Kyrie Irving gets the best of them. Uh, I like Kevin Love on the boards more than Chris Bosh. I do believe Chris Bosh's gels better than Kevin Love ever did, but individual i'm gonna go with kevin love there i'm not i'm not sure i'm making the right choice but that's where i'm gonna go with it's up to you guys what you think but i think it would be a very interesting bracket and i have the 2017 Cavs as the third seed winning it winning the swept playoff bracket they are the best team and since 2000 to be swept or gentlemen swept in the finals Congratulations. It's it, it's magnificent. You really earned it. You were given the second chance and you balled out against some other losers. You are the best of the losers. Congratulations. Uh guys, that's all I got for you today. Uh I, I really hope we get a fantastic game six tonight. I hope nobody gets hurt. I hope everybody who can play is healthy and, you know, stays that way. That's all I got for you. Good luck to everybody's, uh, you know, NFL team and good luck to hopefully the Miami Heat. Take it easy.